Today, we're chatting with author and podcaster Brandon Eastman about key steps for breaking through your limitations, building a foundation of success, and performing at way higher levels in both business and life. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shattered the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome guest, but before we get there, quick update on my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, and a quick thank you to everyone that continues to buy the book and leaves those five-star rave reviews and emails me letting me know how you are liking the content and, more importantly, how you are implementing it. Also, you know, thanks to everyone that's spread the word, that's told their friends. It's things like that that have led to the book being featured in USA Today and in Forbes and even in Yahoo last year. So thank you so much for that. And if you've not checked out the book yet, now's the time. Feel free to head on over to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward you to the Amazon listing where you can get it in either Kindle or paperback or audiobook if you prefer. And if you don't want to pull out your wallet, that's okay. You can feel free to check out the YouTube channel devoted to it. That's youtube.com slash Cap, And uh, getting a lot of momentum around the channel there as well. We've just passed 1,900 subscribers on the way to 2000 and beyond, and uh, we've got a lot of fun content there related to the Law of Attraction. I highly recommend it. With that said, let's get straight into our interview. I'm going to switch up mics, and we're going to begin our conversation with Brandon. So I am really pumped for today's guest. Brandon Eastman helps leaders and driven achievers break through their limitations, perform at their peak, and achieve their biggest goals. He's on a mission to make a 1% difference in the world, by empowering leaders to uncover their gifts and abilities and use them to positively impact others. A highly sought after performance coach and former training director of a multi-million dollar retail company, Brandon is known for his high levels of energy and engagement. And he's also a published author. We'll definitely be talking about that. And he understands that in a world full of distractions and noise, it's more important than ever to prioritize your own mental and emotional health so that you can truly live an extraordinary life. Now, I'm sure we've got a lot of fun ground to cover here, including the five P's that Brandon models his work on. So without any further ado, Brandon Eastman, thank you so much for being here, my friend, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Andrew, it's an absolute pleasure. I love talking with you on the Be Better broadcast. I loved reading your book, which is how we found each other in the first place. And then the law of attraction brought us together for that and brought us back for this. So I'm just pumped to see where it leads us, man. Yeah, um, um, thank you so much. And I'm super excited. And um, I'm excited to know that, you know, you've published a book yourself. Uh, for, give everyone the, the name of that book, please. Sure. The name of the book is called Be Extraordinary. It's your guide to self-mastery. And I'll tell you the real reason I wrote the book. The reason I wrote it was because I, I like to write. I write every single morning in my gratitude journal. And that's why I connected a lot with your book. And I made a lot of changes in my life five, six years ago, personally and professionally. But first, it was the personal changes that led to the professional changes. And I had a lot of people ask me, well, Brandon, you know, looking at you a year ago, you went from weighing 260 pounds to weighing 190 pounds. Like, what did you do? Brandon, you eliminated this much in credit card debt. How did you do that? Brandon, you talk all about this gratitude ritual of yours and the relationships you've been able to form. How'd you do that? And it didn't get to the point where I was tired of answering questions, but I was like, I'm getting a lot of the same questions. I might as well like put this into like a blog or a book. So I decided on a short book that's easy for people to read and digest. And I put all those strategies into 
be extraordinary. And now when people ask me those questions, I tell them a bit about it, but then I just give them the book and I let them do their thing. Love it. Now, <clears throat> the weight loss and the getting rid of debt, did those happen at the same time or were they spread out more? The first change that I made in my life that affected my career and practically every other area, including my finances with the debt reduction, was my health. It was the, it, I was, just to give you some backstory here, I've always been someone who struggled with my health, who struggled with my weight from being a young child to going into middle school, high school. And I lost weight in high school. And then I gained it back when I started working at a sales job, you know, sitting behind a desk all day, all those things. And I went from weighing 200 pounds to 210 to 230 to 250. And I got all the way up to 260 pounds. It got to the point, Andrew, and this was before my business. It got to the point where I didn't even want to go into work because I didn't want customers to see me. I felt so, I just felt very disempowered when I looked at myself in the mirror, I felt very bad about myself. I I had no self-confidence, no self-esteem. And as you talk about all the time, if you're emitting those feelings into the world, you're just going to bring more of those feelings to you. And it's a never ending feedback loop. And it got to the point where I was about to not lose my job, but not make the progress I wanted to in my job, lose my relationship. Like my health is the thing that came first when it comes to my own transformation. Hmm. You know, you speak to a really important piece there because there are pillars in our lives and we don't real. well, some people don't realize because we're so busy in the minutia of everything, how critical something like that is because it's like, it makes perfect sense that the getting your health game straightened out will work on the money game straightened out because, you know, you'll be thinking more clearly, you'll be more motivated, you'll be making better decisions, you'll feel better about yourself, you'll be more confident, you will just be in a better direction all overall and then once you've got that sorted out, now you've got an extra pillar and your foundation builds and builds and builds and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the feeling that I get from you as you're describing this. Yeah. You know, I'd have to agree. And I'd have to say it was the health, but it was also the mindset. And I think that they both went hand in hand because every single day when I woke up and saw myself, I would start having those thoughts of, I'm not happy with myself. I'm fat. Look at my love handles. Look at my man boobs, like all these things. And those thoughts would translate into my day. It would translate to my thoughts before I went to sleep. And it was a never ending loop of feeling bad, feeling bad, feeling bad. And it came to the point where I had a mentor who said to me, you know, hey man, if you want to grow in this company, if you want to be a leader and continue doing great things, you've got to get your health in check. And it really hurt me, man. He didn't say it that nicely. He said, you're overweight. You have to lose weight because that will help you to feel better about yourself. And I was like, I've never had someone talk to me like that before. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it's not even the health. He's like, you're a negative dude. Andrew, let me tell you, man, I talk a lot now about improving your life and living an extraordinary life and achieving self-mastery. And I help entrepreneurs and I help people inside of companies. And I help a lot of salespeople. That's who I work with mainly because I grew up in the world of sales. And the one thing that really held me back wasn't my health, but it was the thoughts that I was having and the feelings that I was having as a result of those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And those feelings caused other people not to want to be around me. I had that victim attitude, that victim mindset. And by starting to focus on my health, it started to give me different thoughts throughout the day. I started to be aware of the great things that I had in my life. The fact that I still have both my parents, the fact that I am overweight, but I still have two arms and still got two legs, right? All the amazing things that I do have and put things really into perspective for me. And once I started to be conscious of my thoughts and be aware of how I felt throughout the day, that's when everything changed for me because sure, fitness is a keystone habit. It'll improve every other area of your life. But it's when I really started to become aware of what I was thinking, 
that really changed my effectiveness in my career, which eventually led to me beginning my own business several years back. I love that. And just to give one example of countless ones, part of this whole thoughts and feelings, it'll come across in the cadence of your voice when you're trying to make a sale. You're not even in front of somebody. You're like, you know, if anyone's insecure about their body in any way, shape or form, you're not even in front of the person. And yet still they can feel that coming off you because first of all, from a survival human mechanism standpoint, we are so attuned to what's going on, even when we don't realize it. That's where those gut feelings come from. Those gut feelings talking to someone like, I like this person, I don't like this person. You hear the hesitancy in their voice. You hear the confidence. You hear whatever flavor it is on that emotional spectrum. And you're almost, you're, you're compelled to react in kind based on that. So I just want to give that as one example of many. I mean, I, I agree completely because you meet some people, especially in sales, where you're meeting people after people all day long. You're just meeting new people, having new conversations, talking about similar things because the process is the same, but the personality across the desk is very different for me, right? You've got to build rapport with them. You've got to connect with them and you can feel other people's energy. And I feel that the best salespeople and the best really influencers in general and business people are the ones who are able to feel that energy and adapt to that energy in a sense. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever, I'm sure you, especially you, you probably feel people's energy all the time with what you talk about. You're probably very attuned to it. You just meet certain people sometimes and you say, I really like that person. I'm yeah. not sure what it is about them, but I like their vibe. I like the feeling they give me. I like the energy they're giving off. But then there are some people that you meet and it's the complete opposite. You're like, ooh, like I don't know if I really want to spend time around this person. I don't want I don't want to get down into that that energy field that they have. And the energy field that I had was one of the second example. It was just all that self-doubt and lack of self-esteem really affected me at my core. And I feel that, you know, whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur, someone in your career as an entrepreneur listening, if you feel that any part of you is that second example, all it takes is changing one thing in your life. Just, just trying something new, changing one thing, focusing in on any of those five key areas of life or the five P's that I talk about and making a change in that area. Because for me, yeah, it was my fitness, but I was also heavily in debt. And that debt is something that I thought about every single day, which as you know, you think about debt, you bring more debt into your life. I just started to get more bills and more anxiety and more depression at that point. And I changed one thing and it led me to changing the next thing and it led me to changing the next. And I don't believe you can achieve that perfect balance. I believe that you're always focused on one thing more than the other. But if there's any area of your life right now, the advice that you're not happy with. The advice I would have is to focus on that area and get it to a place you are happy with so that you can focus on what you really want to achieve and the direction you really want to go. Love it. Now, just to, to layer this value a little bit deeper and to satisfy curiosity for people that are listening, like Andrew, would you get to it already? What are the five P's? Let's make sure that we articulate and explain for everyone that they understand what all these, what these P's really are and how they affect your life. Absolutely. Let's start with the most important one of all, at least in my opinion. I find that those individuals, and I was one of these individuals, the only reason I know it, that they're not quite sure what to do next, right? They're not quite sure why they're not seeing the results. They might've even started a business, but they're having trouble getting, I don't know, traffic to their site or selling their book or whatever it might be. The one thing that a lot of people lack is they lack a plan. They lack a direction. They lack a path. They're not sure what direction they want to go in. And because of that, they do one of two things. They don't take any direction. They don't take any action or they dabble in a bunch of different things. 
And I think dabbling can be a good thing at a certain point because you have to try a bunch of different things to figure out what thing you really like the most. But you have to have an idea of what direction you're going in. Like, I mean, you asked me as soon as this show started, hey, what, what's your plan right now? Like, what's something that we can focus on? What's something that we can talk about? Like, where are you going? You told me about your plan, which I won't talk about, but you and I, we have an idea of where we want to go. Right. And if you ask the most successful people in, in any field, in fitness and relationships and finances, what their direction is, they know exactly where they want to head. So the first P is path. The second is living your purpose. Mm. It sounds very cliche, living your purpose, because we all hear, oh, you know, what's your purpose? What are you passionate about? I think passion and purpose are very different. Purpose is that thing that we're doing right now, right? The only reason you're hosting this show is because you want to get this message out to the world. You want to deliver value. You want to talk about the law of attraction so other people can change their life in the way that you changed yours. You're very purposeful about what it is you do. I'm purposeful about what I do. You have to find that thing that is greater than you. You have to find that thing, whether it's in your company, in your career or elsewhere, that like for me, selling, I sold cell phones for years and years and I trained other people to sell phones. And a lot of people who aren't successful at selling phones, just as one example, they're not successful because their purpose to what they do is they're just selling phones, keyword just. But the thing they don't realize is that phone is how people connect with their family across the country. That phone is how people are able to communicate over the the ether, right? I don't even know how it works, but we enjoy the technology every single day. Like it allows people to do things that brings joy and happiness to their lives. It's reframing what it is you do to have a purpose-driven effect on your Mm. own life. That's the second P. Mm-hmm. And rather than dive into each one of them in detail, because I'm sure we'll talk about it based on, you know, follow-up questions. The third P is you have to surround yourself with the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with, the kind of people that you want to be around. When I was overweight, when I was sad, when I, all I used to do was gossip about other people because I didn't know what to talk to people about. So I would talk about people to people. And as you can probably tell, that gives off bad vibes. You don't want to be around people like that because it attracts more. You want to be around the people that you, you want to be around those who have a similar vibe, but also be around those who are doing what you want to do, even if you're not at that level yet, right? If you want to be an author, hang around other authors. If you want to be successful in sales, hang around people who are in sales. You want to be a successful business owner, get around more people like that. The fourth is progress, making consistent and everyday progress and taking action towards what it is you want, because a plan is great, but if you're not doing anything, you're not really going to get anywhere. And then finally, the last one is just like path, I think that this is one of the most important pieces. It's your own power, your own personal power to fuel all of these other things that we talked about. It's your ability to be conscious of your thoughts and aware of your thoughts throughout the day, aware of which thoughts serve you and aware of which thoughts you want to throw out. And the more you do that, the less that they're going to show up in your life. It's the ability to fuel your body with the energy that you need in order to do all of these things right? If I went out binge drinking last night, then it would have been very hard to be on this interview with you today. I wouldn't have been able to perform and have the energy and the power and the prowess to talk about what we're talking about. So while those five Ps, they differ in significance, depending on who you are, I believe that at a certain level, you have to possess them all in order to live a truly extraordinary life. Hmm. I love that. You know, going in that last one, power, the, the thing that popped into my mind was responsibility. And I think, you know, What I love to tell people, because I think if you get someone defensive, you're not going to reach them anyway. Not that I believe it anyway, but nothing is your fault, but everything is your responsibility. 
Like, you know, if, if someone wants, whether or not you are actually are to blame, whether or not you are fault, it's actually, it's a non-issue because whether or not you are at cause, whatever's going on in your life, you're responsible in the sense that no one's going to do it for you, regardless of whether you, you've been wronged or whatever it might be. So strategically speaking, the best thing you can do for yourself is embrace that responsibility to whatever level you can. How does that resonate in terms of the way you were thinking of power when you were writing the book? Excellent question. And I was somebody who deflected responsibility for years and years and years. And it was only probably four years ago. It was actually when I read the book from Jocko Willink called Extreme Ownership, Extreme Responsibility, where even if it's not your fault, you do say it's your fault. Because if something's not your fault, if you know your business fails or you're not getting the traction that you want to, you're not making the progress that you want to, it's very easy to blame outside circumstances and blame outside events for why you failed. But when you blame other people or other circumstances, you're removing your own power to actually do anything about that. So for me, when I was younger and I was overweight, I remember I used to deflect that on being big boned because I remember my grandmother once told me, Oh, you're not fat, honey. You're just big boned. And I thought to myself, huh, I really like the sound of that. That makes it seem like I'm not the one drinking the gallons of milk every single day, eating all the chips every single day, eating the slim gyms, all these things, because it was a lot easier to say that it was something else, someone else's fault or another, another outside circumstances fault than to say, you know what? I'm overweight. And rather than sit here and dwell in that, rather than be a victim about that, rather than deflect it, what if I just decided instead to do one thing different today that will push me in the direction that I want to go to? My business is tanking. Rather than say, oh, it's, I mean, a big one right now is, oh, it's the pandemic, right? While that did affect many businesses and affected many people, even people lost people because of it. You can't deny it. Even though that's the case, how can you take responsibility for that? Because once you take responsibility, now you can ask yourself the question. Questions are very powerful. You can ask yourself, what can I do about this now? And you can do that in your business, and you can do that in every single area of your life. Now, I, I love that, that idea of just doing one thing. Because truthfully, the way, you know, and I, I invite you to, uh, to let me know if you disagree with this, but truthfully, the way our psyche is set up, the way our survival mechanism is set up, you change 20 things at once, your ego is going to freak out and then you're going to collapse and, and nothing will work versus spoon feeding that change to yourself and slowly but surely building a stronger foundation. I 100% agree. And a long time ago, I, I heard about and discovered this thing called the reticular activating system, right? And for those who don't know, I'm sure you do because law of attraction, I'm sure has a lot to do with this. It's that part of your brain that helps you to focus on what's important. And this is why goal setting is so powerful because you tell yourself what you want. Now that you have a plan, a path, you start to see all those different things that will help you to get there. Well, if you think about 20 different things that you want and you're going in all these different directions, it's going to be very confusing for your brain to show you where it is you want to go and to show you the things that will help you get there. So exactly what you just said, and I do agree with you. And I would say, don't just try to change all the things at once. What I would instead recommend is I read this book by Gary Keller. It's called The One Thing. And mm. Gary Keller, have you read that book, by the way? I have, I have. Okay. He, he talks about, ask yourself the question, what is the one thing I can do or the one thing I can change that by effect will impact all the rest of those things or make them even easier to accomplish? And for me, 
I didn't know about this back then when I did it, but my mentor helped to guide me. For me, that was my health. By getting my health in check, it helped me to be more aware of my thoughts. By being more aware of my thoughts and conscious of my thoughts, it helped me to realize, damn, I have to figure this debt thing out. Because I just got a letter from the IRS saying I failed to pay this much in taxes, 13000 and I got to pay that back, right? My, I remember my wife opened the letter one day and she said, babe, what is this? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you got a letter from the IRS. And I was like, okay, what's it say? And she's like, you owe them $13,000. And let me tell you, Andrew, when you're 19 years old, like for most people, especially me, that was a lot of money, right? That was oh, yeah. a very scary thing. And if I wasn't at that level of consciousness, I don't know what my life would have looked like at that point, because that was one of the most down feelings I've ever experienced in my life. But because I did that self-work before then, I was able to tackle that problem and eliminate that debt over time. Obviously, I wasn't able to do it quickly. Some things take time, right? But if you don't have a plan, things are going to take a lot more time. By focusing on my finances, it helped me to improve my relationships with my wife, who was my fiance at the time, with my friends. It allowed me to get around different people people who I wanted to be like. So yes, I agree. Start with one thing. It trains your brain on what to look for. And that one brain, that, that one thing, that will open up all these adjacent opportunities for you to pursue. Things that yeah. you never would have thought of, but by focusing on that one thing and taking action there, it shows you all these different opportunities that you can now go down. Yeah. And, you know, also, you know, be open to the miraculous because you may be surprised, but by that same token, go in with the attitude of, this might take long. It might, who knows how long it'll take, but strategically the best thing I can do is just move along, chip away at that jet debt, um, chip away at those health, you know, those health goals or whatever it might be move forward in that positive direction, because in the moment it feels very incremental, but um, I'm, I have to still make a, a video about this for my law of attraction channel. I love that idea of where, you know, you don't see a relative for like seven or eight months when you're a kid. And the first thing they always say is, my, how tall you've gotten. Look how big you've gotten. Because <laughs> notice your parents never, your parents never look at me like, oh my God, you got so big from yesterday. It's like, no, they don't see it because it's so incremental there every day. But the people that are not looking and then they look back after that, that time gap, this is actually what it is when you're working on your health goals, you're working on your money goals, you're working on whatever. It builds and builds and builds and builds, but it's almost silent in its, in its, its effectiveness before, until you just wake up and like, wow, let me look at this before or after photo. Let me look at these statements. And I think it's really important for people to have that understanding whenever they're in the thick of it and moving forward. Uh, absolutely. And I invite every single one of your listeners to take what you just said and imagine where they were even five years ago, right? Where were you five years ago? I'd say 10 years, but I'm 27. So that would have put me in high school, right? So very different, but <laughs> think five years ago and ask yourself, you know, where were you at that point? You know, where were you in your fitness, your relationships, your finances, and then take a look at where you are now. And you're going to notice a few things. You're going to notice you're happy where you are. You're not happy where you are, but regardless, you grew in some area, something that you focused on, you grew in because as you heard from many people out there, where focus goes, energy flows, right? And I heard a quote from one of my friends. He actually was a fellow trainer with me years ago when I trained new salespeople. He said, you just got to be 1% better every single day. And this was in my bio that you read. I, I'm focused on making a 1% difference because think about what a 1% difference really means. And that might be some ego talking. It's definitely some ego talking, but I believe that all of us can make a 1% difference in the world, right? This is 7 billion people, maybe 8 billion at this point, who knows? We're just, we're continuing to grow and grow and grow. But in order to make that 1% difference, you have to focus on you first. 
in order to help other people, you have to help you. In order to help someone else grow a business, you got to help your business. In order to help someone else lose weight, you've got to lose weight. In order to help somebody else sell phones, you have to sell more phones or sell whatever you're selling. Yeah. In order for you to make that 1% difference, you have to grow 1% every single day. And it sounds like a small incremental move, but like you said, you grow 1% every day. When I talk to you seven months from now, you're going to say, whoa, what happened with you? You're, I mean, think about it in a month's time. If you grow 1% every day, even 1% every other day, at the end of a month, you've grown 15%. Go over the course of 12 months, fit whatever, I'm bad at math, but whatever 15 times 12 is, right? Mm -hmm. Think about how much you can grow if you just put a conscious effort towards improving. But I think the biggest thing here to mention is when you're making those steps towards your plan, right? You're following your purpose. You're making the steps. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be obstacles and there's going to be challenges, right? Those roadblocks are how you continue to grow that 1%. You only, in my, in my experience, I've only grown the most through the pain that I went through. I wouldn't have released that weight from my body if I didn't receive that very harsh comment from my mentor at the time. I wouldn't have gotten myself out of that debt probably unless I got that letter in the mail, unless I had that ultimatum with my fiance at the time, unless those things happened. I wouldn't be where I was right now. I feel like we grow through the pain and that pain is what causes us to grow that 1% every single day. Yeah. You know, as, as you were giving that answer, it kind of made me think, you know, every airplane ride you ever take includes, every single one includes a 30 second personal development seminar because they <laughs> tell you, put your mask on first. And it's all about making sure you are taken care of because otherwise you don't, you don't have the oxygen to help the other people in the system and make sure their mask is done the right way. You like your kids, don't put it on your kids first, put it on you because then otherwise, how are you going to keep helping them? And I think, you know, I also love the idea here that we've kind of danced around it, but you know, when you have taken care of yourself on that level, you are empowered to help other people and make the world a 1% better, even way more than that, because now you're coming from a sense of agency from a sense of authority, from a sense of self-control, from a sense of purpose, from a sense of just personal effectiveness. And I think it's so important because when you have that opportunity and then you help people, that fuels you. And then it's like a loop. You're getting stronger. Other people around you are getting stronger. Everyone's getting better. I agree. And that ties into purpose perfectly because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. When I was 23, 24 years old. I was in a great job making six figures, right? I still actually work with this company very often. And I trained a new salespeople, right? And, and, and part of that training, it was always, it was a class every single week, Monday through Wednesday, where we would have 20 new salespeople come in and we would train them on sales. But a lot of it was personal development. A lot of it was talking about the law of attraction. A lot of it was talking about putting the mask on yourself first. And through that experience, that helped me understand what it is I wanted to do because I discovered I really liked this speaking thing. I liked this training thing. I liked helping other people improve, not just in sales, but in their life. And then I asked myself the question, well, how can I take this to the next level? What else can I do? And I thought to myself, who were my biggest influences? The answers were Rhonda Byrne, who wrote The Secret, Tony Robbins, who everyone knows Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, all these individuals. And I thought to myself, they're reaching thousands of people, millions of people. They're doing these giant events. And I said to myself, I want to do something very similar to that. So for anyone listening, who's like, you know, I'm not really sure what direction I want to head in. I'm not really sure what this purpose is, what my purpose is. Ask yourself a few questions. What is something you've always been great at, even since you were a young kid? 
something that your friends told you, wow, Andrew, you're really good at this writing thing. And you're like, oh, you know, I never really thought of it, but I, I guess you're right. I do like to write and I write very succinctly and, and all these things, right? So what have you always been good at? For me, it's been, I've always been a talker. I've always been someone who I always got the letters home from school, from the principal and I had, had my parents sign them. Brandon was talking in class again. Brandon was being disruptive. It's funny because I got those letters home, but now I'm, I, I'm paid to speak which is yeah. very interesting. You almost wish so, you could frame those letters, right? Have them in your office when people are uh, working with you. And it's so funny because I still have those letters. It's, it's funny you <laughs> Dude, say you that. My parents had a box. <laughs> I discovered them several years ago. My parents are like, we're going to throw this box out. And I looked through them. It was very emotional for me to see those letters because it's like, wow, this was my natural gift. This was something I've always done. And I took that and then I asked myself, what is something that I've learned to be great at? And for anyone listening, ask yourself these questions. What are you naturally good at? What have you learned to be good at? This might be something you went through the educational system for. It might be a skill you had to learn through necessity, like problem solving or understanding what someone's emotion was. So you understood how to connect and talk with them. For me, that was public speaking, right? It was training. It was getting in front of people and monitoring the energy in the room and guiding that energy in the direction that I wanted it to go in. I've always been good at that. It's just, it's just something I've always had. And then you got to ask yourself, what is the change that you want to see in the world? What difference do you really want to make? If you had to choose something, what would that change be? And for me, it was helping other people to make the changes that I made in my own life. So I took those things and that's what led me to create my business, Be Better Industries, where we created our YouTube channel. We have a show. I wrote my book. We do speaking engagements. We do consulting. We, we do a lot of that stuff. And we're starting to do coaching as well. And it, I never knew what my purpose was until I tried a bunch of different things. And eventually, I stumbled upon it. So for anyone listening who might not be sure, ask yourself those questions. What am I gifted at? What have I learned to be good at? And what's the change that I want to see in the world? And then combine those things with your unique story, combine those things with what makes you special. Cause those other things might be the same as somebody else's, but one thing that's not anybody else's is your own personal story and what you've mm -hmm. gone through in your own challenges. So combine all those together and you will have a really good idea of what direction you want to go in personally, professionally, or for your business. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, by the way, just to take the weight off people's shoulders, this is something that popped into my mind. And and by the way, it's, you're not saying this, Brandon, but I think sometimes a lot of times the people that are hearing this message of do this, be this, is always a person that is speaking. And sometimes they um, um, inadvertently go down this path, like maybe I should be a speaker. And like, if you actually want that, yes. But don't let the message from that person be the thing. Like you might want to, like, I got this, um, this really cool wallet that I'm waiting to try out, you know, once we're uh, out of this whole pandemic situation by this really great, um, you know, leather goods company. And it's, um, it's, per it's handmade. And I saw like the person's Instagram video, this person doesn't have a conversation with anyone, but they love what they do. So, you know, quick, quick you know, thing like um, a reminder that you don't have to be speaking and putting yourself out there, although you're welcome to, you don't have to, in order to love it, just like really give yourself permission to do or be whatever that really kind of like leans in like me back when I was younger, I wanted to be um, a comic book artist, but honestly I sucked and that's okay. But what's not okay is I did not have the patience and I did not enjoy the process of learning. And that's when I knew, okay, I'm not like, I would love to snap my fingers and have this completed comic book boom. But since I didn't have the patience and enjoyment of actually inking and penciling and going through that process, that's how I knew it wasn't for me. 
and that helped you to figure out what what you weren't not necessarily not good at because you could have gotten good if you wanted to, but it helped you realize what you didn't want to do. Right. And for me, what's helped me significantly, especially with my business, is releasing those things that I'm not so great at and giving them to other people. Like as an example, I've heard you in a past episode mention that you still you edit the podcasts, right? You go through and you edit each one, and you've mentioned like when I'm having a day where where things just aren't going the way I want them to. I do more difficult things that day because why not just do everything in that one day, right? And for me, that was the same way. And I used to edit all my YouTube videos and it caused me to only be able to do one or two videos every single week. And that was even stressful on top of everything else I was doing. My life and my business changed once I started outsourcing all these different activities and responsibilities to other people who were good at those things. Mm -hmm. And that helped me to eliminate things off my to-do list that weren't serving me, number one. But from a business perspective, I gave all my videos to my first employee. His name is Errol. He's actually from the Philippines. And he's an excellent individual, incredible dude, one of the hardest workers I've ever met, man. Hardest workers I've ever met. He's just incredible. And he edits all my videos for me. He does all the fun stuff in the background, all the behind the scenes stuff. And it's allowed me to focus on what I'm truly good at, which is delivering the message, bringing on experts to talk about their message. And then I can continue doing the things that I enjoy, doing the purpose-driven work while he's doing all the things that he's great at, but I'm not so great at. Love it. Love it. And that's, that's the way it should be. You like leaning into what works for you pushing aside what doesn't, but obviously, you know, it's not being ignored. You're putting it in better, you know, more, I wouldn't say more capable hands. Well, I mean, depending on your opinion, but certainly more enthusiastic hands, which yes. makes them more capable hands. Love it. Love well it. said. So, so we, we've gone down a lot of road here. And by the way, I mean, highly recommend people read Be Extraordinary. And, you know, I mean, we've gone over the five Ps, but there's something about having that on your shelf or on your Kindle or whatever to refer to, to thumb through when you're just having a day like, listen, let me, let me go through this P again and, and reaffirm how that's working. But with that said, all the, the roads we've taken here and, and um, the, the roads we've gone down, is there something that we haven't really explored yet that you wanted to make sure to get across to the audience or, or some kind of topic that you wanted to make sure didn't go uncovered? The, the one last thing that I would like to say is you can have a plan. You can, you can be doing purposeful work. You can be around the right people. But it's not just about explosively working and explosively getting things done. It's, it's again, about that 1% difference every single day. It's mm. about taking just one step each day towards the direction that you want to go down. If you take one step each day, one thing on your to-do list that you enjoy doing and you get it done every day in that direction, it's only a matter of time before you're going to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Progress is the key. And make sure you're enjoying your life while you're at it because it'll actually go quicker and you'll enjoy the ride a lot more. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. So with this understanding, well, first of all, if people want to get in touch with you or connect with you, what is the best way or ways for them to do so? The best place for people to find me is on my YouTube channel. Just go on YouTube, type in Brandon Eastman. I'm the first page that pops up. If you want to personally connect with me and have a conversation, LinkedIn is one of the best places to find me. I'm always active on LinkedIn. You can find me there and send me a message there. And if you want to see more about Be Extraordinary, you can find it on Amazon or you can just download the ebook copy by going to bebetterindustries.com slash book. And what I'll say is you don't need to read the book from page one to a hundred. It's a short read because I wanted to make it digestible for people who weren't big readers. 
go to the chapter and go to the area of life that you need to work on the most. If you, if it's your emotions, start there. If it's your relationships, go there because it's a short chapter for each area, just chock full of strategies and philosophies and mindset shifts, read the chapter. And at the end of each chapter, there's a seven day challenge. Take the challenge at the end of the chapter. And by the end of seven days, you're going to be on the road to developing new habits that will help you to make those 1% shifts that we talked about earlier. Love it. Awesome. Now, you know, through this conversation, it's clear to me that you are very, um, you're in the moment, you're very in the now moment, but you also are reflective of, you know, where, where you've come from, how far you've come. With that understanding, the last question I always like to give my guests is if you can go back in time, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it might be. I know for you, 20 will go super young, but um, you can go back in time and you can give any younger version of yourself any piece of advice, whether it's business advice, life advice, sales advice, um, 5P advice, whatever it might be. What's that one thing that you would say to that earlier version of yourself? What a great question, man. What a great question. It's funny because I actually just did a Toastmaster speech on this with my club recently. So I'm going to give you something that I didn't say there, something that I thought of afterwards that I should have said. And if I could go back to my 18-year-old self, because that's almost 10 years ago, I would say do for other people, take care of other people, be kind and operate from a mindset of service. In the book, The Secret, and you mentioned this in the last Law of Attraction book too, something very similar. She says, when you look in the eyes of other people, say in your mind, I love this person. Think in your mind, I love you as you talk to somebody else because we're all connected, right? We're all one. And if you can serve other people and take care of other people and help other people, every great thing that we do always comes back to us, whether you call it, karma or grace or the universe or the law of attraction or God, whatever you call it, there's always a, a cause and a reaction. And if you can take care of others and be kind, it will always come back to you and help you in every single area of life. That's the advice I would give. Love it. Brandon, you, what, a, what a perfect note to end on and what a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you for, for sharing your wisdom and your gifts and your perspective. Cause you know, I, I've said this before in other interviews, but um, obviously you're coming from a place of real ease and real confidence, but these are hard fought lessons. And here you are, you know, you've kind of went through the grinder and you're sharing this with people so that they will hopefully have an easier road ahead for themselves so that they have a, a higher, stronger foundation with which to launch themselves off of. So I want to express gratitude to you for coming on, sharing this. I hope people will check out the book. I hope people check out the podcast and learn more about you. But, but either way, I know you've given a tremendous gift today. So thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Andrew, and for your book, which I enjoyed very much. Thank you. Thanks again, Brandon. I really appreciate you guys. I'm going to make sure to leave all relevant links, both at shatteredamoldpodcast.com, where this episode resides, and in the YouTube video description if you are watching it in that format. And while I'm giving out links, quick reminder, you can feel free to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read, by going to lastlawofattractionbook.com, or you can check out the YouTube channel devoted to it, which is youtube.com slash Cap. Thanks so much, as always, for listening. Thanks for being here, and stay tuned. We've got more awesome guests on the way. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. <laughs>